Thank you for listening to the Three Bros Podcast. Today we air out grievances in the festivist spirit. Things like family, strangers, sports, news, and Michelle. What the hell, Michelle? Anyway, it was fun just to talk, mess around. A little bit of a cathartic, comedic experience for us. Hopefully 2021 is better, but either way, we appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoy. Three Bros Podcast uh, Festivus episode. We're at uh, almost to the end of 2020. This is post-Christmas, so technically not Festivus, I think, but who cares at this point? Yeah, we're just uh, airing grievances. Uh, I found it came across a funny article in the tampa bay times um let's see here uh readers here are your top complaints for festivus 2020 the airing of grievances was more cathartic than ever this year by uh, christopher spada hopefully i pronounced that correctly uh which i found interesting because definitely 2020 oh, sure. there's a lot of stuff to complain about but i think it's completely different than so any it'll be like other interesting. year yeah um so i'm hoping to kind of go through a couple of these yeah yeah, yeah it'll be different I'm going to go through a couple of these, ask for the reactions uh, from from my brothers here, and uh, let's see where the conversation goes. So the first one I thought was actually hilarious. Uh, It's under the category family and friends. And this lady from Port Ritchie says, having to deal with my husband who thinks quarantine, in quotes, means to sit on his butt and do absolutely nothing except (laughs) aggravate me. I guess he's been quarantined for 10 years now. (laughs) I mean, when you talk about quarantine, especially in 2020, like I know initially, like the first month, I was like, yeah, that means we do nothing. And then you realize like, yeah, I, I, well, there's stuff I could do around my house, I, feel like I guess. I mean, there's just try to be safe. Go ahead, I feel like that's what we've come in 2020. You kind of are like, well, quarantine, you know, just try to be safe. And I, and, I, and going back to this comment, I'm absolutely sure that there's a lot of people who might have been quarantining quote unquote for years and just use this as an excuse to continue to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. All right. Right. Well, babe, we can't go anywhere. So have a seat, have a drink. Yeah. My, uh, my, my, uh, my roommate, my roommate has decided that life pre COVID and life post COVID (laughs) are arguably almost identical. Yo, Just why do I face feel like masks are now involved. Yeah. <laughs> He's, you know, a homebody, a homebody in the time of COVID right. is somebody who's just like doing what they've always done. Age. So. Maybe that I know and Chad knows for sure. We have friends that are just like homebodies. For, and they were before COVID. And like, they're just still homebodies. So you ask them, oh, has life changed? Mm. You're like, no, I just sit at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's the next one yeah, that I appreciate. I'm skipping over the political one. So if you guys, if anybody ever listens to this yeah, and I'll reads the article, yeah, you might see some political ones that are in there that I'm skipping over. It's the end of the year. I, I feel like just having fun. So, uh, the next one I have is I have a grievance with my students' parents who have realized their kids <laughs> suck and decided to send them back to school anyway. That's, that's Orlando. I, I wonder how many people who are used to having their kids in school or at summer camp or literally not with them 24 seven yeah. realize that like, man, my Yo, kid's no kind doubt. of a jerk. I, I, I literally dated a teacher one time <laughs> in my life and the things that I heard from her just from parents and stuff, like it gets, it gets pretty wild, dude. So that can be its own thing for sure. <laughs> Chad, how about you? Um, 
yeah, I don't really. Uh, I mean, I guess I could get where that's coming from, but <laughs> you're forced to spend more time with your kids, I guess. Well, like look, I, let's not. I let's not too mean. Mean. Yeah, Chad's like, this is kind of mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Well, let's not too. I mean, I don't have kids. Maybe Caleb can comment after I say this. In the sense that, like, it's probably not that um, they dislike. They've they've learned that they dislike or don't, or their kids suck. But it's more just like, look, if you spend twenty four seven with one person all the time or a few people all the time, like it gets difficult. It gets really difficult, right? <laughs> so, uh, like, you want to spend twenty four seven with Stacy all the time? Like, no, that's gets difficult. Um, just for clarity's sake, that's an absolute yes. Uh, and that's, I'm just covering <laughs> all of my bases, names, covering all of my bases. So, <laughs> I'll move on here. Um, here's another one that I, I really liked people who come to the theme park on a Saturday and talk about how it's too busy. Mm. Did you think that you were the only one in the world with the same idea? What made you think it would be These slow like on a weekend? Complaints. It's I love just it. ridiculous. <laughs> They're hysterical. I, uh, it's so funny. Dude. That is very relevant, though. I worked at a very popular ice cream place, and yep. the people that would complain about the wait when it was like 7 p.m. on a Saturday, what do you do? And it's like 75 away? degrees out. You know, what right. did you expect? Say that that is that's so on you. you. That situation? That's on you. You come at noon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. We're usually busy here. <laughs> Sorry about the wait. What can I do for you? And you just push yeah. them through. Yeah. You just push them through. Um, but it's like, what did you, what did you expect? What do you mean? You, you, you chose peak time and you must know that that's peak time. And then you said, Whoa, what's going on here? It's yeah, a little clog, especially where you were. Jesus like, Christ. You know anything about that? Place. <laughs> like it's busy. Like yeah. oh, it was God. busy on a Tuesday night. Where it's you been? Come on now. So <laughs> what I'm saying, right. Are you new? Is this your first time? Cause first you've problems. got more things to be worried about. So here. Here's the sure. next one, Cyril. I feel like you might appreciate uh, yeah. quite a bit. Uh, there's no reason to stand while the plane is deboarding. Wait, I gotta, I gotta ask why you thought I'd appreciate this. Mm. Everybody stand up. You gotta f around. Yes, because uh, yep. I think you've. Taken I read ahead and I actually appreciated uh, that one. So yeah, no doubt. There really is no reason. Okay, I'll push back a little bit on that one since we haven't done any pushing back. Uh, I stand up because my legs are fucking cramped. I've never felt that way. Hmm. That's just me. <laughs> it's almost like driving stand for a long up time. For a minute yeah, because okay. my legs are on I've fire. I've never felt that way. I, mean, I don't think I've. Th- What's the longest plane ride I've taken where I wasn't able to stretch my legs? I, I don't think there has. I'm sorry, you, you, you did go legs, Chad. to you the Middle East. You only so have to I imagine sit, they were long flights. You it in until you get to altitude, and then you, then you can stretch your legs. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of flight. But sure, I hear you. Sure, You're not wrong. Chad, we took we took Zanies. Zanies. They will flights. give you pills because they know what the flight is like. Yeah, they will. I didn't take mine because <laughs> I'm a fast and heavy sleeper. But yeah, they'll. I'm, these were like okayed by the U.S. So the, the so the things that no, Cyril I, is talking about are not the things I'm talking about. I'm yeah, talking about yeah. I was going to say I was going to say more more sure. sure. Oh no, no no! I was like, boy, what's that? How do I sign up? That sounds like a hey. Listen, plan. you want to fly to Afghanistan? They have more secure elections. All right, what's the next one? 
interesting. That's what I've heard. That's actually what I've heard. So I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Like all memes aside, <laughs> that's the word on the block. I am. I'm gonna skip down Cyril if you're following along. To so just flirt with politics. Course. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I see it. Cyril enjoys uh, quite a bit of golfing when he can. Working at a top-tier golf public golf course on the golf cart staff, I'm stunned by the new breed of golfers <laughs> that return their golf carts filled with trash and beer cans. For $5 an hour, we greet golfers on, a, on arrival, load the clubs on the carts, clean their clubs, clean their pig slop carts, and disinfect them so they're suitable for the next guest. The biggest slobs coming off the, off the course are are also the cheapskates. Would you do that to a waitress? And, and right there, I'm going to say yeah, yes. Those yeah. are the same fucking people that would not leave a tip or that would leave like maybe 10% just to be so, a dick. If anybody ever listens, they'll 100%. be in the future so I can say this and not care. I golf with a certain person <laughs> who, when I read this, he really does his best to make sure that they have to work hard Shall when he returns his cart <laughs> after we golf. So I feel this a lot. I do feel this a lot. The same person I have to shame into throwing things into the garbage and not into the grass. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of somebody that we all know, Mm. uh, who shall remain nameless, who refuses to go through self-checkout because... That company is going to pay their employees to do something for me. Even if there's a line out the door and then there's no one in self-checkout, he will still wait in line. What? We're going to do that after. Prove a point. We're going to do know that. who you were referencing either. That's what's bothering me. Yeah, we're going to do that after. I'll text, I'll text you later. Interesting. <laughs> Zero. I, so I can't even now. believe it. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to out you. We did say no names. I use the self-checkout at Wegmans yeah, 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 yeah. every time. And I don't feel bad about it. So, Oh, it's a beautiful thing. There you go. Minimal interaction with people is nice. I so do. Doesn't support well, real jobs. Okay. Can we not do this? Can well, we not do this right now? You're about to trigger my mind. Show supports right, automation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is people that don't tip their door dash driver anything yet expect them to drive 10 miles during a pandemic. Bonus points if they're ordering fifty dollars plus I'll worth of food. Off. I always, mm. I always try, and and I Fair. guess yeah. you guys don't have to share if you don't want to. But I always do try to tip, even when like I order a sub. It's in the pandemic. I should be clear. Even when I order a sub, like I have a favorite sub place. It's a local shop that's right down the street. Um, even when I go to my favorite sub place, there there are places where. And pre-pandemic, you're just like, okay, you just made this food and you put the tip line on here. But I, I've been tipping everywhere I can. Um, I don't know what you guys have. You guys, you guys have any thoughts on that? I have been trying to. Yeah, I always struggle. No, I always struggle because pre-pandemic yeah. I wouldn't put a tip down because I'm here and picking up my food. Post-pandemic I have no, no, been, no. but I don't. I mean, it's not I just like twenty percent. It's like ten yeah, percent. No, if I I'm picking I it up. Crazy. I just yeah. Chad, how about you? Um, I mean, I are I'm you a generous tip in the same as I always do. Also, these are kind of Nothing. personal questions, so you don't have to answer them. <laughs> no, yeah, I tip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I tip. I mean, roughly speaking, even on things where you're just picking up food, my, good for you. That's like my standard. Uh no, if I'm picking up food, it's, <laughs> okay. it's probably like five percent. But oh, if somebody's so bringing like it to me, you throw a little bit more in. 
And if you're at a restaurant, it's more. I bring like, up another thing too like, about this know, one. Twelve, fifteen, something. Like I don't know if Caleb has used it. I'm sure Chad has. I don't like the delivery services. I don't. I think they're so bad, and I think it's because no, they don't vet who they allow bad, to yeah. deliver enough. They don't, and it's it it becomes an extra. Yeah. yeah. Well, so <clears throat> the problem is is that the model is inherently unsustainable. Like, there's been. A lot of studies done on people who like are Uber drivers, and it turns out a lot of the money they make, they're pretty much just borrowing against the value of their car. Um, so when you don't compensate your they employees just well, the smart ones will tend to realize they're not making right. that much, and they will just go the fuck away. So you, you tend to just just to keep the sustainability up, you will take whoever you can. I mean... Let's look at the surge for the. Uh, oh war my on god! Terror. What an example! But you gotta wrong. take. You know, <laughs> there's there is a demand. You have to meet that demand, and perhaps you lower awesome. some standards just to meet that demand. That's just how it works. You're trying to say the only reason why I got in was low standards. Thanks, Chad. No, you were um, because of when you got in. You were say, the cream like of the crop, my guy. You were the topest of the you top. that you told. <laughs> Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm drawing from your wisdom, sir. There's so. nothing wrong with drinking hand sanitizer. That's a wild compare. <laughs> but, but Chad, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I will, I will say, I didn't tip extra during the pandemic because I also worked food service during that's the fair. pandemic, that's so actually, I feel yeah, I yeah, paid my time. And I'll say this: that's fair. I get no, that. That's totally. That's totally <laughs> you know, my and time, I'll, and I'll say time. this too. Um, I can't argue with. That. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Chad was saying like, um, oh damn it, I just lost my train of thought. Never mind. Next one. Yeah. Terrible. So we'll move on then. <laughs> so in the Tampa Bay Times, obviously, we're not in the Tampa Bay area, so I don't care about the Lightning, the Rays, or the Bucks. But I will piggyback <laughs> off of this whole Lightning won the Stanley Cup, the Rays made the World Series, and the Bucks get Tom Brady, and they can't go into any games. What about being a Buffalo Bills fan? So frustrating. Could you imagine the atmosphere? Of the home games of the Steelers coming to Buffalo tickets, on a Sunday night. On a Sunday Dude, the night, came here on How Thursday night. That Look, this was been. the mm. season to have. This was the season to have those tickets maybe in our lifetime because they were cheap still because they weren't yeah, super great just yet, yeah. and they had all these marquee right. games. And and yes, they lost to the Chiefs, but you still would have been able to watch Patrick Mahomes. They beat down the Steelers, which would have been great. Like, dang man, like. They don't ever get primetime games. They they got them this year. Like this was the season. COVID, I'm coming for you. I will fucking murder you. Not hold on. Not only did they get primetime games, because last year they got primetime games, but they were primetime games in other stadiums. Dude, this this year it was in Buffalo. Yeah, the primetime games were oh, in COVID Buffalo so and we couldn't go. It's so frustrating. <sighs> Tough season. What do you mean tough season? Great season. Tough to be yeah, but when 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 the Bills do win the Super Bowl this year, there's always going to be an asterisk, you know? Hey, my guy. <laughs> COVID, it'll say next to it. Hey, championships are championships. Yo, We're not saying be, that about the be, Lakers. It would be. Well, give it time. Wait, History listen, will recognize. If the only Super Bowl they win is this mm-hmm. year, and the rest of our lives, everybody's like, and the rest of our lives, everybody's no, like, my God, King Champion. That's oh, what I'm saying. No. Oh, no. So, honestly, it doesn't even matter what I they do say, this year. I want the Bills to win it next being year. Being someone who lives just in Buffalo, so it's, Chad, like, real. 
being someone I want them to win someone it who lives in Buffalo and that, next year. I agree. Buffalo, regardless of how everybody else feels about that, if that's the case, they don't care. They will take their Super Bowl. They don't care. No, <laughs> no, it, it will though. It'll dig into it. It'll you hurt. Right Especially now. if it's no, the no. only one that's both win for like the, let's say the next twenty. Yeah, they have zero. Oh, yeah. please. All you have to be is like, mm, that was wasn't that the COVID year? And people be like, win, go you can't fuck yourself. That, but 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 hear me out, Chad. Is that a little bit petty? Like let's say let's say a Steelers are cheap. If there's an asterisk, if there's a but if there's a butt, is all I'm saying. Let's say a Steelers are cheap. Yeah, they won, anyone, but any other NFL fan is like, they won, but you're being petty, right? Am I wrong? You're being petty. You lost. You fucking lost. Oh, geez. yeah, but it worked. Do you know, it doesn't matter. It do you worked. know what I would say? Nah, do you know what I would say to that though? I would say, I would say this year without fans in the stadiums, home field advantage meaning nothing, and we still. I want to be clear after we're this still comment, lighting Chad, it up. I've, I thought was a Bills fan, but it could be up in the air. It's difficult Mm -hmm. (laughs) to understand. (laughs) I don't think Chad cares about football, honestly. All right, yeah. All right, well, let me let me move on to the next one because I think we've touched the Uh, nerve here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're gonna move on to news media here. This one is personally frustrating because I love to do a lot of research, whether it be talking to you guys or on my other podcast, and that is news sites that make you play whack-a-mole with advertisements and videos just to read You know who's article. done that a lot? That uh, shit is yeah. so annoying. And the only reason why it's annoying is because I can't Ooh. use Adblock on my work <laughs> computer. Mm. Neither can I. By the way, neither can I. That does get rough. That's what's rough. That's rough. I have about 45 oh. minutes of rant material on and mind you i've been doing a lot okay. more uh, meal prep this yeah. year just to save money on like lunches during the week okay, okay. so stacy and i will take like two or three meals generally speaking we'll make up a big batch on sunday or monday and we'll sort of like Absolutely. you know tupperware them out so it's ready for the week i reference a lot of what recipe websites yeah. oh, oh my no. i know what you're talking about God. Now, here's the thing. I have wonderful ad block on my PC, but when I'm cooking, I use my mobile phone. I don't have ad block on my mobile phone. I'm sure I could get it, but for me, it's like it's not a primo concern. Anyway, and you it's don't just you I don't think about it until you pull oh up the recipe God, in that moment. I don't need your life dissertation. I need to know what the preheat is <laughs> and how much butter. You understand what I'm saying? Chad has Please, run. for the love of God. Below the recipe, it's for the greatest Spanish rice ever. I was about to say Let that. Let me tell you about how I got to this I recipe. To One year, so even beyond annoying ads, Chad said, "You see, this year made him do that." Well, I started seeing someone this year, so we like to cook each other dinners once a week, twice a week, go back and forth. So I've had to put in work, which sucks, but I've had to put in work. And Caleb's right. Even worse than the ads, even when you pull up on your computer when you have ad blocker, because she has a big counter, center counter in her kitchen. She has tons of space. It's beautiful. So I could have my computer out. Even when I have my computer up, there's a 9,000 word essay on how they discovered they could grow jalapenos mixed with habaneros before you get to the goddamn recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Before I explain the necessary essence of Spanish rice, let us discuss the first nomadic tribes wandering out of Africa into Spain. So floated on logs from Morocco. Christ, please. (laughs) (sighs) So Carl Sagan has this wonderful quote. Uh, I think it's to bake to bake an apple pie from scratch. 
you first need to begin the universe or something to that effect. And I think a lot of these <laughs> recipe websites took that literally and they were like, well, let's break it all down. Like, let's break it all down. <laughs> Starting with the first atoms at the birth of the universe. Like, Jesus Christ, how much butter, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm sorry. Carry on, kill. Another no, yeah, nerve touch on Festivus. Let's keep going here. Uh, yeah, right. Fully triggered and it's out. apolitical. It's wild. <laughs> We found out UFOs are real in 2017, and the news just moved on. Can we talk about this for a few days, please? This seems like kind of a correct. big deal. That's from some guy you guys in know Oregon, he's correct, right? Craig Tyler in Oregon. He is correct. A lot of people confuse UFOs yeah. with aliens. That's not true. But he is correct. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I do understand why. Well, but an I mean, unidentified, flying, why. unidentified flying object so could be man-made. You just don't know what it is. Um, and I think, what was it? And a lot of, yo, by the way, a lot of people Chad who doing are fans out. of the current administration, when when this news came out, they were just kind of like, oh, this is him like releasing. Um, but yeah, the Navy said, um, the, well, actually, you know what? I shouldn't just blame it on one people. There, a, a lot of people came out and said like, look at this. But yeah, the Navy came out and said like, yeah, the, I don't remember who leaked it. I think Tom Morello was big in that. I got to Google this. Yeah, you need to Google that because I feel like you're yeah, parts I, of that right, but I don't know if the entirety is correct. I knew I had to Google. But even then, like the fact that the government specifically yep. saying something was flying yes, around in the is. sky and we don't know what it is, is a big deal. Whether it be another superpower with some sort of tech that we might not be aware of, or whether it be... Uh, you know, beings from a distant uh, universe or not universe galaxy potentially visiting us. Who knows? Um, but the fact that that came out and we just kind of glossed over that though. shit. This is kind of like, or, or uh, is this just general def- grievances? Definitely annoying. Is this general grievances? I mean, it came out in 2017, but I don't think it was officially released until the beginning oh, of the pandemic. Like it flew maybe. under the radar. So the video, you're I think, right. if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think the video was released by the Navy you're in right. 2020, so but that video was, was taken in happened. 2017. Tom Morello was a part of a bunch of people, apparently, who pushed this to get leaked early. Caleb's correct. And then they confirmed it in April of this year. The The Pentagon confirmed that that is a UFO. Which... Yes. Which was the first wave of the pandemic, so people were more concerned about. And I think in 2017, when a bunch else. of people who, and look, let's not kid ourselves, a bunch of people who are, I don't want to say obviously not conspiracy because they confirmed, but a bunch of people who are like UFO people for a long time, you're kind of just like, eh, you're a little crazy. Like if 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 the leak comes from someone who's been embedded in the UFO community for years, you're just like, eh. But yeah, the Pentagon said it's real, so. That's probably why it got brushed under the rug, you know. Well, they're just saying that. Well, it got brushed under the rug because people were more worried I meant in 2017. The, why the did COVID that get brushed under the rug? Because no. oh, 2017. Did, I did it come it out did. in 2017 officially? See, I thought it was filmed in a report oh, and a dossier was done in 2017, right. but it wasn't released to the public until 2020, yep. until the pandemic was going on. I could be wrong, but that's what I think happened. 
strategic. No, no. The Navy videos well, were first think, released yeah, between here. December 2017 and March 2018 by To The Stars Academy of Arts and Scientists, a company co-founded by former Blink-182 musician Tom DeLong. Oh, sorry, not Tom Rello. It was Tom DeLong. My bad. That says it studies information about unidentified aerial phenomena. So they... Oh, he's you didn't Link know that. He's huge, involved. like he's a wild guy. <laughs> he was on JRE once. He's a wild guy. The yeah. UFO guy. Yeah. It's oh, interesting. He was also who's the other one that's a a big UFO like otherworldly? What? It's a comedian. It's a Zager. big comedian. Are you out of your mouth? And Jetty. Who? Uh, he Rising. does like UFOs. Just right though. Sorry. No. One of the Ghostbusters. Nope. That's oh, Eddie Bravo. Are you out of your skull right now? That's not a Ghostbusters. Wow. Well, wow. It wasn't it wasn't Bill Murray, it. right? No. Dan Aykroyd. No? No. It Dan was... Aykroyd. It was Dan Aykroyd, yeah. It was Dan Aykroyd. Yep. Dan Aykroyd, yep. thank you. He thank is, you. he is. Dan he Aykroyd. Is. He's huge into that stuff. Like not just UFOs and aliens, but like the the like spirits and, and can we take two minutes and the, say you know, can I take two minutes to ask stuff. you guys both a question? Do you think? Do you think? Sure, do you think all the minutes in the world aliens are real in the sense that they have or could travel to Earth someday? Well, I don't want to say someday. Do you think aliens are real in the sense that they have traveled to Earth at some point in the past? I know. It's not, well, maybe there's not even an answer there. Question. In the past. Chester, do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, go ahead, Caleb. Go ahead. I got to formulate this. Right now, with uh -huh. the given information I have, which isn't a whole lot, to be fair, mm -hmm. I believe that we are, in fact, I agree. the aliens. I think there's a good chance that hmm. there's the potential for organic life to have occurred because a comet hit this planet as opposed to like the melting pot of all the gases and elements and everything that created the earth life formed. So in that context, I would say we are the ones, you know, life animals, plants, things of that nature that are in fact the aliens. Now, if you're talking about it from like a larger point of view, like, is there other intelligent life potentially? Well, intelligent life. I think there is, but I don't think that they have well, the ability space is to so reach vast. us at That's this the point. Thing. You know, and, and this is more because and I'll let Chad go right after this. I'm sorry, Chad. But this is more of a because um, nobody knows. We don't even have we don't even understand the technology. We don't know or understand the technology that could get that done. So how could we even fathom? So it's more of a question of how do you feel about how much time has passed in the universe with the space that there is? How do you feel about someone being able to travel through? I, not even intergalactically. There's no way anybody could travel, right? Like, see, but here you go. Because you don't know. Like, how could you travel from Andromeda to the Milky Way? It's so fucking far. Right, but There's a hundred gap years of just garbage and darkness. But you don't know. So. But at the same time, a hundred years right. ago, we didn't think That's that, true. like, nuclear power That's was possible, right? I don't think we I have the imagination, so you and true. I specifically. Not 100 years Chad, ago. Well, I thought you meant just Chad in general, humanity doesn't have the imagination. Stuff, but you and I, I don't think have that. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking. I think there are people on this planet that have that imagination and are closer to what that might Yo, be. Yo, I'll admit that because I'm a skeptic. Um, then obviously you and I. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Chad, your thoughts? Yeah, Anything so... 
as far as I'm concerned, it seems to me that I don't know if you, I mean, you, yeah. do you guys know what firm we've, Fermi's we've been paradox out at a bunch is? Drunk talking, talking about, about this, yeah, relentlessly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so essentially, it's this idea that the how long did it take for life to come around on Earth? Like three billion oh, years, I think. Something. Oh, just like any that. life? Yeah, it was. Still Universe alive. has been around for yeah. any life, any life, any life. Universe has been around for 15 billion ish years. Like, if there were intelligent life to exist before us, the fact that we've accomplished so much in 100 years as an intelligent species, if you give even one other intelligent species like a million years head start, which is nothing compared to the time scale of the universe, then like they should have conquered everything by now. Even if, you know, faster than light speed travel is impossible, you can do a lot in a million years, but. Because of that, like to me, the answer to the Fermi's paradox is life, at least self-aware, intelligent life is incredibly rare. Um, I think we're uh, an anomaly, essentially. So, no, I don't think so. I think so I think it's glitch? I think it's yeah, I think it's stupid rare. I don't think life is rare. I think self aware intelligent so species that's, like that's us factual. is I feel like that's incredibly rare because of what we know about even our solar system and what we know about how things work that's factual because of what do they call it the um the life zone of the sun or any star right or the habitable zone there you go sorry yeah yeah the habitable habitable oh, you need liquid water for water for, for life i have heard that there can be what's that what's the periodic element that could be carbon silicon there can be other forms of life silicon there can be i don't know see and this is where it gets tough because like can only carbon reach the intelligence we have the self-awareness we have can silicon not like that gets tough um i also like you saying no is interesting because you're factually correct that like what we are is rare but there's so much out there right It's yes, but again, like, what with the time scale of the universe, like, say, take us at this current moment. Oh. Say we don't kill ourselves, which is another objection to the to Fermi's paradox is the great filter that correct self aware species just kill themselves off. But let's let's <laughs> never mind that. Right, take where we're at right now at our current trajectory and add just one million years, which is a drop in the bucket in fifteen billion. Right. Right. We're all over the Milky Way galaxy. True. Like there's there would be no mistaking. We would be everywhere. So why hasn't that happened? Are we the first? Or are we in a process of destroying ourselves? Or are we incredibly rare? rare? Yeah, if you put it like I just way. think we're yeah. incredibly rare. Or if I can. If I can, Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all three combined. Interesting. I think there is a great filter. You're not wrong. I mean, we are currently on a path where we're destroying ourselves. Uh, I don't think completely, but we're certainly doing a job. We're certainly doing a number. So I, I don't know. Not it just even that, it's, not even it's that just, it feels like with everything happening with our race on this earth right now, like with climate change, not even that we kind of think we'll kill ourselves the vastness of space is so difficult to conquer that I, I do tend to agree with Chad here because the vastness of space mm-hmm. is so difficult. Like forget about what we're doing on this planet to destroy this planet. The vastness of it's space is insane. And it's like, 
you know, we've sent satellites fucking yeah. hun- like not hundred, Jesus Christ. But even the first satellite we sent is just barely made it past Pluto, right? Like so it's crazy. You have to find a way to Yeah, there's one of the satellites we sent like forty years ago, I think, just technically left yep. the solar That's system a couple years was, ago. It's definitely a thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't it's yeah. Yeah. So here's what I've gotten from this. We need to pencil <laughs> this do. one as a future that was talk. Fascinating. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. You know what we should specifically right. talk about is what we think the great filter is. What prevents a species from becoming interplanetary? Let's just assume that intelligent life is rare. What prevents species from You'd have to you'd have to be able to wow. transport to right? you can't, Yeah, for sure. You can't because of the, the limitation of our life. Yeah, but even if like a million years, even if you're going twenty percent the speed of light, you could you could do a number on the Milky Way, like True. given a million years. True, but, but then you would have to make twenty percent beings have to make you decisions right. to if you want to do that to the Milky Way. You, there are human beings that would have to make decisions to live traveling their whole existence just to continue mm-hmm. to populate. Right. Yeah. Generations. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Could I just like briefly yeah. say really quick what I think the reason is? It's a mixture of the fact that I don't think that intelligent life, once you get to a certain point, like understands what abilities they may or may not have. Like, for example, today we're more interested in our personal like entertainment as opposed to like this giant self or giant fulfilling prophecy of us doing something crazy. Because in order to do that, you have to become like almost a communist. Well, I shouldn't say communist, but a dictatorish type regime, which in our lifetime hasn't really worked out to accomplishing things like that, especially with today with the way that we communicate. So it's this really thin line of being able to balance Dude, so true. our own personal entertainment or um, let me think of, of what the term is, but essentially personal satisfaction as opposed to the collective good. I don't think that there, I don't know that there's intelligent life that can truly focus on the collective good while also being able to maintain some type of balance for personal like entertainment yeah i um that's a poor way of saying it but i think you both know what i mean i know exactly what you're talking about because the other thing that i think is is uh as far as if if there is a great filter i think any civilization that would become sufficiently advanced to travel the galaxy is also sufficiently advanced at creating entertainment for themselves that would be indistinguishable from actually traveling the galaxy like vr is something that i bring up a lot I think considering how complex and difficult and and how hard it would be to actually travel a galaxy like that, why didn't why wouldn't beings right. just retreat into a virtual reality of their own, especially if you could do it, you know, so good that it's indistinct indistinguishable from real life. Oh, like you're just going to Yeah, I was going to say way. that was the first thing I was going to say last, word about last this, word. but even beyond that, Chad, when you have I think we all understand evolution is a thing. I think we all understand that life on this planet is tailored to this planet. When you have that kind of life that develops, look, you, you, you want to enjoy life on this planet. You want to enjoy your existence on this planet. You only have so much time. What does that mean? What am I trying to get it with? What am I trying to get at? It's like, you want to raise a family. You want to procreate like your priorities aren't, let me just go waste my whole life to travel a quarter of the way to go populate another planet. Like, it's like, that's, like, what do you want to do with your life? You get one life. 
and you have to get enough. I will say this with the amount of humans we have on this planet, it does seem that some, once you get that many humans, especially when you get so many different ideas with the internet and different, almost like internet culture now, I feel like we are turning the page on the traditional, just have a family and live life. But still, that's a big draw for people. They want to procreate. They want to. So that would be, I feel like a big. Trying to get trying to get at what Chad's saying with like. Is this going to ha- with what with what Fermi's paradox saying with like life killing itself? I think that goes along with that because like life doesn't have enough wherewithal because it's developed on this planet and this planet alone. It doesn't have enough wherewithal to get off it and do all those things. Do you guys know what I'm getting at? I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. I think the more important question is, can someone tell me what either Cole or Slaw is? Cause this guy from Tampa says, is I refuse to have anything to do with it until someone can tell me what Cole is. Is it Cole or Slaw? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, why does it have to be one or the other? Well, I think it's a it's at least an interesting question. Does slaw have a meaning on its own? I have no idea. It's just it's just cabbage, bro. <laughs> some mayo and some veggies. Cabbage, mayo, some spices. That, that's raw it, bro. Cabbage, that is all salad dressing. Is, yeah. Either vinaigrette or mayonnaise. No way. I didn't know I even like cabbage. I love oh. coleslaw. Interesting. Well, that ties into me, the, the ultimate life question, and that is, is a hot dog a sandwich? A cereal soup. Listen, you if you want to go down this route, like... Uh... Yo, this one cracked me up, though, that uh, Tampa Bay Times biased reporting throughout the year. So, when I read that one... Well, hang on. No, I know why you avoided, avoided it, but, and I'm not going to make it. I fucking avoided That one makes me think... What was Tampa? What like who did they did they ask their readers, their subscribers? Did they like send out a letter? Like how did they get these responses? Anyways, because like if you subscribe to the Tampa Bay Times, then why did you respond to them that they're bo- like I don't <laughs> I don't understand that. But hey, whatever. <laughs> so let's move on, right? Entertainment here. I'm I'm not a huge follower yeah. of uh, George R. R. Martin. Martin. Um, I watched Game of Thrones. Sure, it was sure, fun. Sure. Episode eight or season eight sucked. But more importantly to me, when it comes to the entertainment world, how the fuck did Disney screw up the sequel trilogy, but oh. then come back and do a oh, home you, run with the Mandalorian? Can someone explain that, please? Because he could talk your ear off. You could. Dude, him and I would go for hours. Here's the thing. Hours. (laughs) Do you remember the weird little penguin creatures? I think they were called porgs. Yeah. Uh, When when Ray finally found Luke Skywalker on that weird island he was on. Stupid island where he's literally squeezing the tits of a weird animal for blue milk. Are you talking about that island? So the problem is, and this kind of happened with the uh, second trilogy right is it and it was jar jar banks is the intention to appeal to the whole audience kids and adults because kids are driving sales as far as merch but adults are there for the nostalgia factor right so you got to like try and find this weird balance disney's just super hyper aware about that so they didn't want to rock the boat when they made this new trilogy. They wanted to appeal to the widest audience. They wanted it to be as easily digestible as possible. Like, you just can't... Like, the reason The Man- Mandalorian is is 
working well is because they already know that's going to be more of a niche audience than the new trilogy of the Star Wars. You get to be a bit more nuanced. You get to be like a little more specific with the the medium. You know what I mean? Like when you when you don't have to appeal to the popular culture, you can have a more honest job at All right, let building me, a story. Let me, if I may, jump in here mm-hmm. as far as prequels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prequels, I would argue that me, you, and Cyril actually grew oh, up with sure. the prequels yeah. than we did the oh, original. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't say things. I remember I specifically love Banks. I watched a video. <laughs> I watched a video of this last night critiquing the prequels. And ultimately, what has happened is that the generation of kids who grew up on the prequels, the three of us are included in that, actually appreciated the prequels for what they were. Yes. When I, I remember specifically coming out of the movie theater with Cyril. Cyril, you might not remember this, but I think the next day, you and I had t- t- taped two two-liter bottles and acted like we were fucking Darth Maul, fucking mm-hmm. each other up with fucking two-liter, you know, soda pop bottles. The the sequels, or the prequels, when you go back and you really watch them and you really figure out what they meant to the entire franchise... If not for those prequels, you don't have the Clone Wars, you don't have Rebels, again. you don't have the Mandalorian, you don't have all this existing, all the comic books and all the novels. You don't have it. You just don't have it. And the thing that George Lucas does not get credit for is starting the revolution of green screening for movies. And although at the time, especially with episode one, it was done suggestively at best, like it wasn't great. But he blew the door open for things like Avatar, for things for all these movies who use green screens today. He really blew the door open for that. My point ultimately in saying all of that is, is how with the rich history of Star Wars, do you go and fuck it up as bad as you did? And the one thing I will say, one last thing, the the executive producer of George Lucas Films, uh, I think her name is Kathleen something, Kathleen Hayes or something like that. I'm probably wrong about her last name, but she specifically, I remember, was quoted in an interview saying, well, we're not like the MCU. We don't have this giant backlog of 800-page books and comics that we can draw from for inspiration. And that's just not true. Like She had all of Legends that she could pull from. Dozens of novels and comic books and all sorts of stuff that she could have drew from and the team could have drew from, and they did none of it. None of it. No, they just recreated the original trilogy. It's exactly what they Yo, did. They just recreated the original trilogy, and they blew up another Can Death talk Star. About the arc, the character arc for Ray. There is no fucking arc. She's perfect. She literally can. She oh, first time I have a lightsaber, so, I can fight anybody right. who was trained with a lightsaber because I'm perfect. I can fly the Millennium Falcon because I'm perfect. Like. I want a character arc. I want Luke didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. He had to learn things and he fucked up creation. and he failed. Money. Had, and then he that's did what it. drives creationers. And 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 they made money on that trilogy. Sure. Now, can you make an argument that they effed that up and they're gonna lose a lot more later? Sure. Mm-hmm. But they still made a lot of money on that third trilogy. They did. It's factually correct. They spent a- But they made a lot of money yeah, with were- the sequel or the prequels as well. But they made that money based on but, like but this Disney picked up the franchise. Yeah. So you have a different like there are top execs who are talking at Disney who get to drive ultimately 
how it all goes rather than the creatives who are at Disney. That's just how it goes, man. They spent a billion dollars to license it. More than that, I think. Some ludicrous amount of money. And you already know people are down there, like the the back of their necks, like, yo, we got to make this money back and some. This, This investment better pan out. It's it's terrible because like creativity doesn't it's not it's not in a vacuum. You know, you don't just have something that's Correct. purely a creative endeavor. And Disney, of all people, is going to bastardize that model and put profits way ahead of having like some sort of creative honesty in their project. But it's interesting you say that because then they come back with the Mandalorian and it's the largest home run, I think. Yeah. Well, again, like the trilogies. By the way, have I you do guys have Favreau. do you guys He's know John Favreau and producer. Dave Filoni? No. Yes, and he produced the Mandalorian. Dave Filoni is one of the original. Like he did Clone Wars, the animated show, sure. and he also did a lot of directing for the show. What? Did you hear that they were both in the hospital? Oh, yeah, okay. they both broke their backs there carrying the franchise for Disney. So okay. John Favreau, Chad, really incredible, has done movies such <laughs> as The Wolf of Wall sure. Street, Iron Man. Infinity mediocre, War. mediocre. Uh, Elf. Oh. All of these mediocre. Did he direct Elf? Directed did Elf. Yeah, no, these are pretty good movies. No way! Holy shit, he did. He sure did. Um, what else? Jungle Book 2016, Trash. Lion King 2019. Oh, Disney pays him a lot of money. Disney pays him a lot of money. Here. Hmm. <laughs> it's just if you could find a way to remove all of the monetary baggage, you'd get a much better movie. But you just can't do that. You can't create in a vacuum. It's just not how the Watch world works. Yeah, I, I think the, the problem is is that you had you had people that didn't truly appreciate the the ability of the legends lore that already existed. Oh, completely threw it that out. you could have drew more from to continue to build Yeah, but they, they wrote that they said all of that was non canon is what they said. I, I right. totally get that. But you can say non-canon and still draw inspiration from some of the great stories. No, but then you're plagiarizing. <laughs> but you, okay, sure. Yeah, right. You kind of ended to, up with a shit yeah. product, so I agree. <laughs> I agree, man. Well, again, I I would argue that the Mandalorian does well, and it's a better. And again, I, to be clear, I haven't seen it, but I have heard good things. But it's just more of um. Chad, are you shitting me? No, I've not watched it. I've not watched it. I haven't watched it. You think I'm spoiled over here with Disney Plus? All right. Check your privilege, Caleb. God bless. That's what I get for working for the cable company. <laughs> no, but my point is the Mandalorian, I mean, they're obviously not appealing to as wide of an audience as they were with the trilogy. So you get a little bit more creative license there. That's all I was saying. That's fair. I should move off of this because this one hits close to home as a great Yeah, answer. man. I got triggered about recipes. <laughs> what does this say about us as people? any show on tv land is 17 minutes of commercials and 13 minutes of show should be called commercial land <laughs> here Eric Cook, you must be young because what is- back in the day shows would literally be nine minutes with 21 minutes of commercials so no change no change so i don't know why that's insane i'm so 
I'm so privileged with the media that I consume that when I see commercials in this day and age, and it's usually watching NFL, I'm I'm like fully bothered. I can't. You notice older shows are always like 40 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. If they're hour long, because 20 minutes of commercials, right? Like Mm -hmm. old 70s Mm -hmm. shows were like 19 minutes long with 11 minutes of commercials. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, so. Yeah. What's funny is watching my girls. So I don't have the one thing I don't have is uh, YouTube. Like I don't I don't subscribe to YouTube to get rid of the ads. Mm. And my girls will watch something on my like if it's something that they can't see on YouTube Kids and they really wanted to see it. Sure, um, I'll pull it up on my phone and let them watch it for a minute. And the first thing they do is, Dad, there's ads. They literally say that. So they're six and three, by the way. That's right. YouTube Kids doesn't have ads. That's right. Nope. I actually nope. Do they don't know which shit I about fully it. support, uh, by the way. And look, like, I, I can't support that anymore. What 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 does society want us to do? Society wants us to consume. And I think as we move more and more into a modern society, it's really getting more tailored and tailored and tailored. Like it's you know, you can if you have the means, you can pay to not have to deal with stuff like that. And so it's gonna get more and more like I feel like a part yeah. of this makes us all feel like, oh, man, are we getting a little more privileged? Nobody likes ads, right? Like, I'm not saying that makes you privileged if you don't like ads, but um, it definitely is moving towards. It's kind of that idea of, oh, society is moving towards like we can consume whatever we want, no matter what. And it's like, Ugh, like, OK, that's. <laughs> can, oh, sure. Yeah. Can I suggest a simple fix? Uh, make it illegal for prescription companies to do ads. Because I feel like all other companies tend to at least try to put some effort into their ads, except for car companies. But prescription medication companies do the least amount of work possible. Or maybe both you guys know this. Interestingly enough, uh, most European nations ban pharmaceutical ads. America is unique as a Western civilization that they allow pharmaceutical ads. Yep. Yeah, we should just get rid of. That. I am of the opinion we should get rid of ninety percent of ads and make all news yeah, subscription based only. How we run society? Because then you it's don't have money. to be it's about integrity. It's not. No, it is possible. It is possible. Ready? All news you ban ads unless they want to be opinion news, but they have to be very explicit about it. If you want to be a news organization, you cannot sell ads. Subscription based only. But every citizen is given, let's say, two or three subscription vouchers oh. for the media of their choice. So it's still it's still profit driven, but you're working for subscribers and you're not fighting as much for attention. So you don't have to sens- sensationalize as much. Public funding of media institutions, but it's still like private. But it's still private. <laughs> but it's still private market. That's not is what a I'm bad saying. Bad idea. I, I feel like you've said that. Before. That's. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Support local news. It's not a bad idea. Oh, sure. It's you know what grinds my gears? Go ahead, Jed. Um, And I saw this recently. <laughs> and again, we're not naming names. But when, when I see a very young child under the age of, let's say, let's say 13 even, with unfettered oh, access boy. to the internet and or YouTube, I cringe so hard. Sure. Because kids are smart. You cannot give somebody who's young complete unfiltered mm-hmm. access to the internet. You just can't. Um, no, you no, don't, no, I just you don't agree with that, Cyril? 
Because there is plenty well, enough to corrupt a young is, individual on the unfiltered it. internet. Maybe it's tough for you to do, but what what what, what did you see that made you feel go worried? Go like a specific can, I guess. I'm I'm just aware of the content that's available, and this is literally why they came out with YouTube Kids. But I'm just aware of the content and the way that mm -hmm. the algorithm works with YouTube that there are some bad actors out there who will Correct. try and abuse that I system. I remember when... Um, so it just... I cringe. Why would you ever give your child just unfettered access to all of the information that the world has to offer and all of the media? It's like, well, maybe you should hit a certain age of maturity. I would set that age at like 13 where you can have gradually more access to all of the media on the internet and then maybe 16 you get access to all of it i don't i don't know but like there's, man kids young kids just with research open access god bless definitely says hey the development of a child is very important in who they might turn out to be right so if we're not trying our oh, i didn't need any research but sorry go ahead it's true so if we're not <laughs> If we're not trying to build our kids up in the image that we'd like to see in society, then what do you expect? Then what do you expect? If you're just going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, just let them, you know, because you're right, Chad. There is a certain point where, okay, it should be that we build up these kids to, to hopefully be like solid participants in society who work and do all these like whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, but if, but if, 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 but of course, if they get, once they get to us, if we do those things and they get to a certain age, then yes, they should have all the freedoms that any adult should have agreed. Um, but you should not complain about yeah. any sort of, yeah. you know, generations or anything. If this is what they're going to be able to do. And then all of a sudden, I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous. There needs to be probably um, better guardrails. I don't know what that looks like. I think that's not a bad idea, Chad. I don't know if that, I guess that doesn't apply to children for but the news. It's just. Are right, you ready for another spicy take? Hot take. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, wait, go wait, ahead. Wait, yeah, go ahead. Before you move to that take, it's spicy. It probably wasn't targeted what? at me, but I feel what? like it was targeted at me a little bit. <laughs> was so it? Address it as though it were targeted at. Me. Okay, well, it wasn't in the slightest, but go ahead. And I would say that the difference is is that when I allow my kids to do everything that they do, sure. I also talk to them. And we have conversations about what they're thinking, what they're watching, how to deal with, whether it be right difficult things, whether it be funny things. And, and having yes. that continuous dialogue, I also think, is important to have that with your children so you can kind of help steer them in the right direction. The fact of the matter is, is at the end of the day, my it's kids true. are going to do stuff that I don't mm -hmm. like. That's just going to happen. No matter what, that's going to happen. So the only thing I can do is do my best to at least steer them in a direction that sure. I believe to be the best direction, whether it's with YouTube videos, whether it's with social media, I mean, you name it. So I appreciate that clarity, Chad. It's not at me and my I children. Say, but I would say without getting too controversial, I would say no, yeah. not all parents are the same. That's where it gets like, you're right, Caleb. If you do a lot of the right things, and this is my opinion, I have to say that, but if you do a lot of the right things, in my opinion, and yeah, you can stem a lot of that stuff and you can actually use it to educate and you can use it to open up minds and 
have a great dialogue. But is every parent that way? They're not. So it does get tough. Um, I think you know what I'm getting at without saying it. So. Well, it's it's also hard because, like, from my perspective as a parent, you also don't want your kids to be yeah. like left out of the circle of what all the other kids are talking about. Yeah, it's tough. Like, that there's that tough. Di- there's that dichotomy as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want your kid to be the shut in weird kid because they don't know what fucking or whatever yeah, loose right. blues is or you know I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you guys know we all saw that when when we were going to church as religiously as we were, we saw those kids who were like that that had no exposure to anything in the world. Dude, it wasn't. And that just, I don't think that was a good thing. Bro, I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter. You know how big Harry Potter was when I was growing up? I still read Harry Potter. I was there with you, but I still read it. Yeah, but I was a feeble, meek child. Listen, (laughs) um, yeah, it is complicated because you don't want to make your kids a social pariah. But at the same time, does somebody at the age of 10 need a smartphone? Yo, it's that's just why everybody's like, not a great parent. I, and that's I don't know, man. I think you're aren't. some people like like parenting takes a certain kind of personality away, I feel, and it's just not everybody can be a great parent. Yeah. That's not to say everybody's a bad parent or or well it's not leads to say into some my... people have to be bad parents, is what I meant. It, there could be good to great, but not everybody is a great parent. So Well, it's funny that you say oh, that because that leads into my God. spicy take. You guys ready for this? Go for it. You should have to take several classes and pass Ooh. a test before you're allowed to procreate. Might not be wrong though. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 So can I say real quick Spicy. for this podcast alone? Go ahead. Listen, this podcast alone, we have like three or four po- topics that we have to cover. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> <That's super dope. laughs> but hey, that might not be wrong. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. I, I, to me, listen. Okay. All right, let sure. me let me let me zoom out a little bit here. Okay, let's let's okay, talk about masks ahead. and it, this factors in. I swear. So I am not somebody who would particularly be at risk for coronavirus, but I wear a mask sure. to prevent the spread of said virus. Right. The concern there is the well-being of society. Sure. Over my personal freedom to not wear a mask. If I, to me, that factors into the argument of you should have to take some classes and pass a test to have a child because I have to exist alongside people in society that may or may not be raised by terrible parents. It's true. Okay. Just being honest about it. Your the way you raise children, the way you introduce them to society and how it works and why it works and how we should treat each other directly impacts me. So we have a collective interest to make sure that you are not a piece of shit parent. But hey, that's just me. I'm telling you right now, uh, like, if I were to have a kid right now, I would I not disagree. pass that test. I so disagree. I'm just being honest about I that. I think, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, the problem that I have with that chat is that the bar that would be set for parenting mm-hmm. wouldn't be as high as you think it would be. I mean, let's talk about driving, for example. So you can have an 80-year-old dude that's just bonkers out of his mind still be able to drive a 2,000-pound car. Yeah. So I think the, 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 the benchmark that would be set would be so low that I don't know that it would be effective to begin with. Right, but if I, just, if I were in charge of mandating this test, three, it would not be. Which is not realistic, right. so I don't live in that reality. I agree, but it's the reality I'm fantasizing about. It's the reality I'm fantasizing about. And it is, a, it is not an easy test. 
I've always said that you can make a pro-choice argument based in a quote-unquote pro-life position because if you bring a child into this world and your intention is to be a piece of shit parent, correct, the child is better off not having been born. That's all I'm doing. You know, spicy spicy takes. I'm all about the spicy takes. By that, but you're right. I think you're right. So, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And uh, listen, and that's not to say that every child that's raised by bad parents turns out to be bad people, but but generally speaking ignorance like what is what's the saying ignorance gets ignorance i don't fucking know if if you are you are you're more likely to pass down to your children your attitude and behavior towards life and if it's generally speaking not good then that's generally speaking what you're going to pass on but you know and still have a kid that turns out good great example our president had bad parents. He turned yes, out. Yes, I great. agree. Go ahead, go. I agree. So, <laughs> if I may, I'm going to move into the last grievance here, and this is my personal grievance, along with somebody on this list, and that is my grievance is mm-hmm. gestures broadly at everything. <laughs> that sums up 2020 well, for every- me, my guy. Yeah, just about. I will say yeah. this: there are things that happened in my life in 2020 that I feel like will make 2020 different than everybody else's 2020 take for a long time. But I can still admit that 2020 isn't great. So. Interesting. There you go. Well, on that note, since no one's going to oh, yeah, get this far, oh, okay, I appreciate anybody who does listen. I appreciate that we're getting close to 2021. Uh, in this podcast alone, I think we've come up with three or four topics that we'll probably cover in the coming weeks. Oh, thank you. Cyril, Chad, I appreciate, as always, you guys the hopping on with me. we could take a dumb article like this. Breeze. That was fun. That's uh, <laughs> fun. Just to we'll be clear. Do more. Just to be I think clear. we'll sprinkle hey, in The like last one on this article is, is we'll the, the category is like just that, Michelle. So. And it's, hey, Michelle, you snore too loudly. <laughs> okay. Like, all right. I mean, that's fair, bitch. Keep it down, please. (laughs) Um, Just to be clear, I've written off 2021 because I fully expect half of it to be us still dealing with COVID. So I'm looking forward to 2020. One million Americans have been vaccinated. Let's keep it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also about (laughs) 350,000 dead. But hey, let's keep it going. I want to take it one step further, and hopefully 2021 is a huge marker for us through Bros Podcast. Hopefully we'll continue to do this weekly get-together. I have enjoyed it unbelievably. You guys don't even understand how cathartic and how nice it's been, especially in 2020. I appreciate, again, anybody listening, and hopefully we will see you on the next episode of the